1: Eddy Wellness was founded by Renee Eddy to create a space where someone can come to heal fully on all levels of their being. Eddy Wellness believes that healing is a journey that has enough obstacles inherent in itself and does not need additional obstacles of having to find multiple providers at multiple locations to meet your needs, often searching in the dark without a light to guide you. Eddy Wellness removes those obstacles by offering holistic treatment in one wellness center, ...so that you are able to heal, be well, and embrace your life. Valeria Tellis interviews Renee Eddy, a licensed professional counselor, Reiki master, and speaker. Renee is a licensed professional counselor and Reiki master based in Norwich, Connecticut. She completed her Master of Science degree in forensic psychology in 2008 and a postgraduate certificate in 2010... Throughout her career, she has worked in an array of roles such as community case management, outpatient therapy, partial hospitalization, mobile crisis, pediatric therapy, program coordination, clinical supervision, and as a college professor, to name a few. She has also had the opportunity to work with people from many different walks of life who have faced a myriad of unique challenges. Her work with each of her clients has given her a deep admiration of the human capacity to change and has helped guide her to evolve as a healer. She believes that the mind, body, and soul are inextricably connected, and she approaches treatment with that philosophy. She enjoys being able to explain to people why their brain is reacting a certain way to their trauma and to teach them some techniques they can use to rewire it while also helping them make space for the energy shift that is necessary for healing to take place. She has found that when you make the space for someone to heal on all levels of their being, they often meet you there. Renee believes in the human capacity to heal, and she believes that we are all drawn to that healing and inner wisdom, though we often don't know how to follow it. Healing is a journey that has enough obstacles inherent in itself. It does not need to be further complicated by the difficult task of finding multiple providers at multiple locations to meet your needs, an unfortunate reality for many people who are often left searching in the dark without a light to guide them. Meet Renee at eddywellness.com. Here is the interview with Renee Eddy.
0: In your own words, who is Renee Eddy?
2: Um, (laughs) I've given a lot of thought to that question because I knew you were going to ask it. It's a lot of things. Like, who am I is one of those questions I think is constantly changing. and I hope it's constantly changing for everyone. You know what I mean? I think being stagnant, being the same person you were um, even a year ago is something that would be quite boring, So when I think about who I am, I think about myself. I think I am, you know, I'm a healer. I think I'm a warrior. I'm a teacher. I'm a student. I am a journeyer. Yeah, I think I'm just someone that's here to kind of go on that journey with everybody. To be that, you know, teacher for people, but also to be the student and learn all the lessons from the people who have been here much longer than me. and to just keep learning. Like it's just phenomenal in that way.
0: Yeah, I love that. This idea of being open to life. I mean, being life itself, really. That's a message that's very challenging to communicate that we are life in not uh, something else. And with that, what you said really inspired me to ask you a question or maybe mm-hmm. make a comment. Let's see what comes first. <laughs> the idea of values. Today I had a conversation about that idea, belief systems and values, and how important it is to be true to yourself, to what you believe in, what your values are. And then when it comes to navigating this reality with an open heart and mind, How do we fit the concept of values and belief systems? Is that possible to navigate this reality without any values or belief systems?
2: To navigate it without values?
0: Without values and belief systems, just being open to life.
2: I think it is, but I think that in itself is a value. Like to have that, you know what I mean? To be open is itself a value. You know, you have to be willing to be open to everyone's experience and open to the idea that no one viewpoint is inherently better than the other. Because once you subscribe to that one is better than the other, that it's a version of like us versus them, me versus you, you lose that.
0: Right, right. I love that answer. <laughs> yes, that really resonates. <laughs> yes, well, being open also becomes um, in itself a value, or we might call a value, but it might be just something else even. I like the idea that we can realize these things, um, the ideas that we discuss, that we use words to express, that they can become almost a way of, of experiencing this human experience. And you can't really talk about it. We don't know what this is in the first place. From my perspective, it's almost like this is the unknown, a miracle, fulfillment. It's the most amazing thing. But without even, I mean, just using words, but without words would look something like what you described, being open to life. So another question I have is about the idea of being healthy. From your perspective, what is to be healthy and going beyond that, even I would say, including the idea of healing, what is to be healed? Is there such a thing as being healed?
2: Wow, that's a lot more loaded than it's. <laughs> ah, <you yes>. <laughs> <did. laughs>
0: True, it is. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: So they're very different <laughs> questions. <laughs> so I'll tackle the first one first. I'm actually, is remind, hold the second in mind because I'm going to have yes. to probably ask you to repeat it. Yes. So being healthy, I think... I view it differently than a lot of people might because I don't view being healthy as like one thing or another. Like, I don't subscribe to the notion that you're healthy if you have like a certain um, measurement or size or lab result or anything like that. Like, it's not a medical reading or it's not a certain, you know, fitness test or even energetic reading or anything like that. Like I view healthy as like, it's your mindset. It's how you interact and you approach with life. If you approach life in a way that kind of like you nourish your soul. And when I say when you nourish your soul, I'm not just talking like you do something that you define as soul nourishing, whether that is, um, religion, education, or what have you. I'm saying that you do something that honors yourself. So you eat in a way that makes you feel good, not good. Like you're emotionally coping with your eating, but good in that your body feels like it has fuel. It has energy. You can conquer the world that your mind is clear that you can think straight, that you can think clearly that you're not constantly feeling like confused or overwhelmed, that you just feel connected to the world, that you can be mindful, that you can be grounded, if you are living in a way that allows you to do all those things and you are living in a healthy way, you know what I mean? You're identifying that you're living in accordance with all elements of your being, mind, body, soul. It's something I talk to all the people I work with about. Like, I'm like, you don't exist in a vacuum. You're not just one thing thing like we exist on all levels mind body soul mind body spirit whatever you want to call that third thing but like we have to treat all levels here so we talk about health living healthy we're talking about being healthy with mind body spirit here so that means we're working with a healthy mind we're doing things that nourish your mind nourish your body nourish your soul so be healthy on all those levels you're getting out you're moving you're eating foods that you know nourish your body um you're eating foods like i said like that nourish your soul like things that make it (laughs) clearly (laughs) you know there are foods out there that really mess with your mind
1: like
2: i mean everyone not my area of expertise but i think we can all agree there are certain foods that make your brain really cloudy (laughs) yes Um, (laughs) You know, just past Halloween, Halloweeners, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, food, just, on Halloween, uh, and make you, you really, really mess with your brain. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> like, yes, that makes yeah. you feel nourished on like this soul level, like whether it be going on hikes, connecting with nature, getting in a body of water. I'm very earthy, so like that's where I go um, for re fuck. Or prayer, or whatever it might be. Like that's being healthy, is attuning to all of that. Now, the second part is can you, you said, was it, can you ever be healed?
0: Yeah, healing is a destination. That's the question that I often ask.
2: Okay. I think you can be, I think if yes, you can be healed, and the sense that you can get to a point where your past no longer dictates your present. Because a lot of what I do, so I know we didn't um, touch about this piece, but like I am a trauma specialist. So I work a lot with people who have very significant trauma history. One of the things I work a lot with is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So that is people who have had kind of like the worst of the worst, basically, So trauma after trauma, after trauma, after trauma, basically from the moment they came out of the womb till the moment they see me. And it's a lot. It's intense. It's very overwhelming. I often see people who think basically that they're beyond saving. They're beyond healing. There's nothing left for them. And it can be really challenging for them that they really think like, what's the purpose of life? Am i even doing this like I'm never gonna be healed, and I just looked at him like you can be. <laughs> like your past is past, and we can help you get to a point where your present is no longer dictated by it. So I do think you can be healed. Like it's a journey. It's a journey. It certainly isn't a quick journey. Um, it requires a lot of work. But it is very, very worthwhile. And so you can be healed to the sense that you get to the point, like I said, like where your past doesn't dictate your present or your future.
0: Yeah, that sounds really wonderful to me. The idea of being present with what is present, being here and now. I know we hear a lot about the idea of being in the moment. Yes. As a, a healing tool. But in a way, it's actually becoming the moment. It's not even being in the moment, but becoming life itself. The way I see it, it's beyond, it's kind of beyond understanding, intellectual, logical understanding. It's almost a realization that this is a miracle. Like I mentioned before, I guess, maybe I didn't today. I, I talk a lot about these things. This is already a miracle. It's fulfillment. Even if we came here and took one breath only, that was already fulfillment, mm. whole. That's oh, wholeness and that. yeah. And that's really challenging to understand with the intellectual mind, right, Renee? Yeah. And then when you say, when you talk about having this clear mind, um, you related to that to being healthy. That made me think about intuition. Is that something that, from your experience and perspective, they walk together? having a clear mind and following our intuition, our heart, as some say?
2: I think so. I tend to look at intuition a little bit differently. What I refer to it as most often when I talk to people is like, I refer to it as your inner wisdom because I tend to work with a lot of people where they get very... Um, which is you know, sounds really funny <laughs> uh, when I say the word intuition they're like whoa then like, don't get don't get too yeah. on me but, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is right. funny because I'm also a Reiki master so right. I guess really <laughs> <laughs> But I refer to them, like, it's your inner wisdom. Like, there's just, there's a whole lot of names for this same thing, people. And, like, so we talk about it, like, this is your inner wisdom. It exists within you. And it's really about helping people recognize that it exists within you. And at a certain point, you were taught to stop listening to it. And helping people kind of really reconnect with that inner wisdom and, ident- and re- realize that like, okay, like it's not something to be afraid of, that there are ways to really connect. And like, not only is it safe, but what a humongous blessing is it that you have this amazing wisdom within you, you know, whether you're calling it intuition or not, like that exists within you and you can trust it and you can go with it. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people struggle too when they come to it. And this might be why people refer, this might be why people actually think it's kind of like almost like, whoa, hooey. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, because yeah. we are taught so much in our society now that you can't trust that kind of stuff or that it might lead you astray and that it's just basically like, you're just not allowed to trust it. Basically, it's almost like it's, I don't want to say beaten out of you because I'm not what people think I'm talking about, like, actual physically beating, but that it's just so strongly object... Like, uh, what's the word? Just judged that people cannot connect to it anymore so that they think that listening to your intuition, their their own inner wisdom is, like, something that only certain people have a gift to do or when they try to listen to it they don't get it right they because then they think that oh only special people have this ability it's like no we all have this ability but you haven't used it in so long you have to get used to listening to it again and guess what just like when you had to learn how to ride a bike again after 20 years you're going to fall over a few times yeah (laughs) you know so you're first learning how to listen to it again It's going to take time.
0: Yeah. So it is a practice in a way. Absolutely. I wonder, Renee, a lot of times I ask the question here and I, I wonder myself, how do we learn to distinguish that voice? Because I remember thinking that I was listening to my intuition, my inner wisdom, and I was making so many bad choices. And it felt real to me that I was following something that was deep within it was guiding me i really trusted that place it was coming actually from conditionings and traumas yep. than any other place so i wonder how do we learn to not aside from doing the healing work of course cuz that helps tremendously clearing and releasing a lot of those conditionings in Emotions, they call it even trapped emotions. I interview people on that too, which Reiki helps a lot mm-hmm. as well. From my perspective, my experience, I will be asking you more questions about that. So how do we learn to distinguish the voice of inner wisdom and conditionings or belief systems?
2: Well, it's, it's funny that you said that because I was actually going to say you do the work. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> take doing the work. There is yep. no aside from doing the work. Uh, it's just to do the work. No
0: shortcuts. Yeah, um,
2: Because... The only way you can learn the difference is by actually digging into it, because otherwise what you're going to assume, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between what is my trauma reenacting itself and what is my wisdom until you get in there and figure out what's what. So however you choose to do your healing, whether it be therapy, whether it be energy work, whether it be whatever else you can find out there that speaks to you, you're not going to be able to tell them apart.
0: Yeah, so that's not something that can be taught. It's something that we need to learn ourselves, isn't it? Yes. Ah, I love that. I remember reading, somebody said here on a podcast, or maybe I read somewhere, that all healing is self-healing. Oh, yes. Right, that we get to have guidance and so many tools, but in the end, we have to do the work. And I wonder why so many of us kind of run from that. I have seen that in my own family.
2: Oh, it's terrifying.
0: Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's,
2: like it's It has been. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. Wow, it is. But that's interesting. They don't get to listen to some of the amazing messages, empowering messages that some of us have to share of how rewarding it is to do the work. And that's interesting, too, because they don't listen to that message as well. When I talk to my husband, for example, and so many people around me. Yeah. <laughs> which I try to avoid. It's really a challenge, another challenge, Um, right? Try try to change people and uh, tell them to do stuff. Yeah, it is hard work, but why are they not just denying, but avoiding even the idea that the healing work could grant them this amazing uh, way of living?
2: Oh, it's just, there's, it's, um, it's like, the, it's the evil, you know, and I, that seems like very dramatic. So let me take it back a couple of steps. But what it is, is there's just so much comfort in what you know, that even if you can recognize like on maybe like a thinking level that this is super unhealthy for me and I hate it and it makes my skin crawl, there's part of you that says, but I know what this is mm. and I don't know what that other stuff is. Mm. So I'm going to stay here.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: You know, so it's yeah. that fear of the unknown that they're not going to embark on that healing, gen- uh, that healing journey. Plus you look at it from like a systemic issue. Like you have people who have been taught for generations that this healing stuff can't be trusted. It's not for them. You know what I mean? That's only for a certain class of people or a certain color of people. It's just not for them. They're not going to do that journey. And to be completely honest, when you're looking at particularly PTSD and complex PTSD, like it is a gut-wrenching process. It's not for, like it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will come yeah. to me and they're like, I want to get over this, but I don't want to have to deal with any of it. And I look at them very politely and I say, well, that sounds great. Where's my magic wand? <laughs> yes. I'm like, that sounds delightful. Yeah. Did you bring me one? Because I will yeah. gladly do that for you and everyone I meet. <laughs> and that like, would it's be just helpful. not possible because you have to be willing um, to go through the journey to heal from everything. You know, and it can be terrifying, you know, but I always tell everyone, like, the beauty of it is, you've already been through the trauma. So you've already survived the hardest part. Now we just have to help you survive the healing.
0: Uh, I'm interested that you say that way, too. The way you phrase it, you have to survive the healing. What comes to me is that the only death that really exists, that most of us are really afraid of, is to die from, to our identity, the, what we believe in, as you said, what we think we know. And that's what we are terrified of. So it is the, uh, the death of who we think we are, the things we believe in. That okay. what really happened to me, to this year. <laughs> whatever this is, <laughs> yeah, that really came, was really a strong, a powerful message in an experiential way, losing the identity and holding on to anything. Although we do hold on to so many things, but it, it's such a, the word I can use is freedom. It's liberating to just know that life is operating in this way or that way, no matter what, no matter what you do or don't do. So that has been a very interesting realization to take in. Wonderful, yes. Yeah, with the logical mind. So let me ask you another open question. I have so many questions here, but let me ask you this one. (laughs) If life had one purpose, one purpose only, what would that be? What comes to mind?
2: Oh, one purpose only? Adventure. Yeah. (laughs) Just to (gasps) take the ride and enjoy it learn whatever you can learn journey wherever you could go and just enjoy the adventure <laughs> yeah
0: which essentially this, this is exactly what this is yeah. isn't it we are traveling yes. here with, there's no place to stay really no destinations we are just moving from one state to another not exactly, knowing yes. what the next state will be the mental, especially mental state. That's what I kind of seems to dictate everything. So another question. Let me ask you this one. It's a fun one from okay. your perspective. What do you love most about being in a human body?
2: About being in a human body? Uh, <laughs> um, interesting question. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say the challenge of it um, I mean, being in the human body certainly has its benefits, it can get around, it certainly has its challenges, it keeps you grounded, literally. Sometimes it can be a, ch- or a frustration, sometimes it can be a beautiful joy, but yeah.
0: Uh, this idea of accepting life the way it is, kind of with all that is here to give us. Exactly. Which is the experience. That's what it is. Being a human body, this is the adventure, as you said. I love that word, too, although I don't use it as often. I would talk to you for, I mean, all lifelong. I have so many other questions here, but let me move (laughs) on from this area. Talk to me about the main inspiration and intention of creating Eddie Wellness, the company you have.
2: Oh, Eddie Wellness? Oh, okay. So Eddie Wellness... So basically, Eddie, sorry, I was gears. I was having so much fun. I kind of switched my mind a little Right, right. So Eddie Wellness, I created Eddie Wellness mm-hmm. because I realized that basically there was a service need. Like, how can I say this? Wait, so my goal, this is going to sound weird. My goal is to help heal the world. And I would like for Eddie Wellness to help do that. I would like for Eddie Wellness to be a one-stop shop for everybody's healing needs. I realize that healing needs to happen on multiple levels. Like I talk a lot about how we need to heal on the mind, body and the soul. Like we're not just one-dimensional beings beings, so we need to have more than one-dimensional healing. So we need to have a place to heal. And when I was going through like my own healing journey and the healing journey of other and like the being a therapist as well, being a ranking master, I realized that there was nothing like that. Like you ended up having to go from one office across town to another office, office across the other town to finding out like where, who did what, who, like who even heard of this one other practice, um, and so I just realized like with healing and it, healing is a journey that has enough obstacles in itself and it does not need to be further complicated by having to find most providers, multiple providers at multiple locations. And it just doesn't need to be that hard. So when I founded Eddie Wellness, like I really wanted to just remove those obstacles and offer this holistic treatment in one wellness center so that you can, you know, really just heal be well, embrace your life, and this one-stop shop.
0: When you talk about the the soul or the spirit, what are those components? Where are they? What and where is the soul? Let me ask you that way.
2: So that's that other part of you that doesn't really have necessarily a form like a physical form that, you know, you identify, you know, science might call it like your bio field, or you might think of it as your energy field, or it's like the part of you that you imagine that is just pure energy that goes, you know, if you believe in um, God and stuff that like, or if you believe in Christian or whatever, like it goes to like heaven or, I'm not going to list all the other afterlives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <still alive>. yes. <laughs> yeah. That part of you, like it's that <laughs> part of you that you identify is not part of your mind body right here, right now, but you recognize is tethered to this experience.
0: So your services, you offer counseling, Reiki, MDR, consultation, and something that I didn't hear about, never heard about, tuning fork. Oh, tuning
2: fork therapy. Yes.
0: So talk to me about these modalities, Renee,
2: how it works. Oh, right. oh yes. Yes. So, um, so I'm going to start, I'll talk you about EMDR because, oh my God, have you ever heard of EMDR? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. So EMDR for people who are listening, who don't love it. It is amazing. Your beautiful magical brain is freaking awesome. Um, EMDR is a kind of trauma therapy that harnesses the just magic of your brain to help you really move through trauma. The idea is that when you have a traumatizing event, what happens in your brain, I won't go into like a, fur, a fuel, like uh, sorry, a full neuro <laughs> tripping on my words. I just get so excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Tell me about it.
2: <laughs> I have full neuroscience <laughs> explanation here, but basically <laughs> what happens in your mm-hmm. brain is the trauma gets stuck and EMDR goes into your brain and we use a series of techniques to unstick it so that that information can get put in a way that will no longer be traumatizing every time you come to think of it. That information is not like taken away from you. That information is not erased from your brain. Like this isn't some kind of, some people sometimes think it's some form of weird voodoo. Mm -hmm, Um, It's Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. And I promise to stop laughing when I hear that (laughs) because I promise you it is (laughs) not weird or satanic. (laughs) Um, It is nothing like that. It is purely like the harnessing the magic and beauty of your amazing, phenomenal brain and neuroscience. And the memories are still there. But what happens is this process helps take away that emotional charge. So say um, you're like in a car accident. Every time you now get in the car, you have a panic reaction. You can't drive anymore. What this EMDR process would do was after the healing process, you would get in the car. You would still remember that you were in a car accident, but now you would still be able to drive. You wouldn't have a panic attack every time you get in the car. So that's what EMDR is. Um, Love it. There's plenty more information um, on my website. And it also links you to the um, EMDR International Association as well if you have questions. So tuning fork therapy. So you hadn't heard of that? Huh. That's so fun. Yeah, right. I never heard
0: about it. That's interesting. Maybe I did, but I forgot. Or maybe it's not. It's very unique. Is it, Renee? Something that's unique?
2: It is relatively new y- unique. Like you'll hear about it sometimes in some realms. Like there are pieces of it. Like I know that um, every now and then, like neurology will use tuning forks for some diagnostic tools. Or chiropractors will use it every now and then. Uh, but not often do you hear about it as its own standalone therapy. So, tuning fork therapy is actually a non invasive acoustic therapy. That is a very fancy way of saying it does not go in your body and it uses <laughs> sound. <laughs> Sounds, right? Oh, yes. I love that. So, it uses, so our bodies are mostly water. Mm, yeah. And What these tuning forks do is it uses the sound of these, so it uses these sound vibrations to remove the energetic blocks by kind of tuning to the water in your body. So it relieves the pain and increases the key, which is that life energy that's flowing through your body. These are done, like these are in-person sessions. The tuning forks are done in your energy field done all over the body sometimes i'll use like acupressure um, forks as well on certain acupressure points of your body and yeah but it just tunes to the vibrations of the it just tunes the vibrations of the water in your body. It's awesome. It'll relieve like muscle knots that people have had. It helps remove the energy blocks. I most often use it in combination with breaky sessions to really remove tough energetic blocks. It's phenomenal. I love it.
0: Yeah, wow, it sounds... I love sounds, though. So that's...
2: It It sounds
0: to me amazing anything that has to do with sound uh, sound therapy oh it is
2: it's a nice yeah. peaceful sound too mm, yeah
0: and reiki it's something yeah talk to me from for those who don't know renee what is reiki and how it works
2: so reiki is a japanese uh technique for stress reduction and relaxation it uses life force energy is also um a Non-touch approach, so you can touch certain parts of the body, but it's not invasive. Sorry, not invasive, meaning nothing is being put in you. Um, and it uses healing vibrations transmitted through the hands of the Reiki master or the. Or sorry, it doesn't have to be a Reiki master. The Reiki practitioner it releases stress, pain, fatigue, a whole bunch of stuff, um, and it just is again checking and balancing out the energy throughout the person who that's being worked on. Some people use um, pendulums to identify where their Reiki needs to go. Some people use their own guidance, their own intuition. It really is however people like to do it.
0: Yeah, I love Reiki. It's
2: phenomenal. It's a game changer. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And it's because we are energy, everything. Yes. Everything is, right? Energy. I mean, within this um, closed system, everything's energetic resonance. So that just makes a lot of sense that that would work to release even traumas. Do you find that to be true? Because I have not done Reiki to release um, trauma past traumas, that I have done other things for that. So would Reiki also help, Renee, alone by itself?
2: Yes, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. So especially with Reiki. So I see people, um, so I can speak from my experience. And I've worked with other therapists who do Reiki. And it's fun because I also teach Reiki because I'm a Reiki master. So I'm also a Reiki master teacher. And so I'll teach other therapists who I'm like, you don't even know. <laughs> like, trust yeah. me. And so they'll send me their yeah. the clients. And then all of a sudden they go back there and they're like, and they come to me yeah. and they're like, you have to teach me Reiki because all my clients say I need to learn. Right. I'm like, yeah, right. I do. <laughs> so <long> yeah. So. <laughs> But it's so hmm. phenomenal. So I'll see people for just Reiki, and then I'll see people for uh, just hmm. therapy. That I'll see people like for like both, and it's just oh my gosh, it works together so amazing. Um, but you can do it where like as long as the person being treated is willing to release it, you can see it release. Um, and the thing I love, love, love about Reiki for um, when it comes to it is that a lot of time with trauma and again like i want to be very clear like i'm coming from the salons of like i work a lot with people who have complex ptsd so this is some very deep very long stuff that you may or may not want or even need to remember ever happening for obvious reasons they might be very justifiably afraid of remembering some of this stuff and the beauty of reiki and this is also one of the beauties of emdr just saying Mm
0: yeah yeah i've heard about yeah
2: it can allow it to heal and release without them having to know because it's just it's one of those things as long as you set the intention that it can release it's not gonna come to that conscious mind that conscious awareness because it's releasing as energy unless it's needed so you can have someone who can just like, I don't know what just left, but like, I feel lighter. And that sits in all my sessions. Almost every single session, people leave like, I don't know, I just feel lighter. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you do know the reason why. Uh, so there is, um, you just mentioned being open to it. That's what it takes, But right? The intention of releasing whatever is there that's not serving us that's all we need to do. I love these kinds of healing methods. I don't have anything against any form of healing methods because to me, we're all different and very unique, all of us. So talk therapy might be needed. For some people might be the only way actually to engage with healing. So why not? But I do love, love the idea of the releasing traumas and all these trapped emotions through nonverbal, in a nonverbal way, energetic. So I love, love what you do. Thank you, Renee, again. And I do have one more question about okay. that. So Absolutely. Reiki and MDR, can those two practices be done long distance via Skype, phone, or yes. Zoom?
2: Yes, with the appropriate um Software, yes. EMDR can be done distance as well. Yes.
0: Okay. So that's good to know. So Reiki EMDR can be done online. Only yep. the tuning fork, this is in person, is the only one you mentioned earlier. Yes. It has to be in person. So wonderful. Thank you so much again for our conversation today. Um, I mean, you, you're you such a beautiful human being and healer.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm
0: sure. I mean, you might be aware of that. But if you're not, just know that. (laughs) It's very, very beautiful. So I have uh, the ending questions. Let me see. I I have way too many here. So let me choose some of them. But before that, would you like to add anything else, Renee,
2: that we didn't discuss, that we left out? Uh, no, I just want to thank you so much for your interest in my services. I'm so honored. I'm so honored that you reached out to me. Thank you. Thank
0: you. The body, appreciate uh, the the compliments. It's, it's the only part of me that sometimes complains. <laughs> Sitting too much, working too much. <laughs> the body, nothing else. I'll ask you this question. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you?
2: To be successful to me is to see growth. To see growth, it doesn't even have to be mine. To see, um, like I had a session with somebody earlier today, I had to choke back tears because I just could see the progress that they've made in the time that they've been here. Uh, I can feel it walling up again. <laughs> 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 just to see the growth, to uh, see the healing, um, I am just profoundly honored and touched to uh, be able to be part of healing in any way I can.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. What is another word for healing?
2: Another word for healing? Yeah. Love.
0: Love. (laughs) Yeah, there's a billion times to that. Yeah. And my last question is, what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die?
2: Before they die? The opportunity to grow. uh, The opportunity to heal
0: the opportunity to love. Mm, grow, heal, and love. Yes. Ah, they're all connected, aren't they? Yes. Thank you so much again, yes. Renee, for your presence here today and in the healing world in this reality that we are experiencing together and everything else in between that could be felt. I love, love, love how light you are. And that always comes back to me as well as a message that light has to do with playfulness which it's connected to healing. So thank you for being a beautiful healing in every way. Thank you so much. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your products, services, and future projects?
2: Uh, You can go to my website. It's eddiewellness.com.
0: Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, Renee. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Okay.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Renee Eddy and her work, please visit eddywellness.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.